Welcome to the Rumpus Room. It's the boys from the Midwest. We're back kicking it here in the Rumpus Room, and let's hit them with the takeaway message of the day. I was talking to a couple younger fellas, and they were saying they have some social anxiety before they go to certain work events, and they're like, how do you handle it? You seem so comfortable. Younger fellas, define a younger fellow. 20 in their early early to mid-20s, and they're showing up to a work event. Okay. And it's with higher up people and they're kind of freaked out. And they're like, what do you, what should I talk about? I don't even know what to talk about. And so they get super nervous. And I'm like, you need to think of three to four things to say, like a couple stories to have, and then a couple questions to ask people. Hmm. Like, so July 4th, everybody just gas pedals July 4th. Well, we'll try hmm. to think of something that's just a little different. And, and I, I've told this to somebody before and they have said to me, what's really helpful is for me just to go in with a little bit of a plan. Mm-hmm. So instead of just showing up, I think of a few things to talk about and it doesn't have, you know, it's not like an exercise. You have to write this things down. It's like in your car when you're driving five minutes before or 10 minutes, 15 minutes, be like, all right, what am, what is something interesting that I can talk about and I can ask other people about? If you know people, it's really a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of the people that I, I mean, these were two guys who are, you know, pretty like business analysts doing pretty well. And they were really struggling with like, I don't know what to talk about. Well, um, I went through a phase hardcore like that. One of my first sales engagements, actually, um, I found out that the woman liked to downhill ski. And I made the mistake of talking about that every time I saw her for the next like four or five meetings. And finally, that's she, just what you talk about, though. I know that is actually that's like, what I talk that's about. That's actually what you talk about. I know, <laughs> I know, but it was overkill. So, yeah, um, finding common ground with somebody is really easy. So, uh, asking what people do on the weekends is always a good start. Sometimes mm-hmm. you won't get anywhere with that question, sometimes you will. It's really hard to say, but, um, uh, you know, upcoming trips is a simple That's one, easy. like especially if you are in a culture where, you know, you're flying a lot for work or something like it's going to be pretty common that people are mm-hmm. bouncing around the U.S. Restaurants is a good one. Restaurants is a good one. Um, sports, obviously, working out, being active, sports teams. I I tend to stay away from sports teams because, you know, it's kind of that old like, how about them Vikes falling back <laughs> like, in that? You yeah. Know, you set yourself a little bit at risk by going that direction just in case that person is like, Oh shit, they want to talk about sports, you know? Well, it's like sports is the new weather. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, like, weather's always been weather and sports is, is the new weather for sure. If it's yeah. not, if, if weather and sports are like the same way and, I have really mixed feelings about people who open meetings up and they're like, Oh man, lovely weather. Like, especially in, when I have a meeting with somebody who's not from around here and it's their first time visiting Minnesota and it's the summer, they're like, Oh my gosh, this place is so lovely. Yeah. And it's always kind of like, okay, like I really do appreciate you saying something kind about the place that I live. It also makes me, you know, it still is leading in with the weather, which mm-hmm. I'm always a little it's still, hesitant yeah. about regardless of the circumstances. Well, if you're from the Midwest, uh, if it's any snowstorm or any of that, that'll be the first 10 minutes of the conversation, no matter who you're talking about or who you're talking with. Uh, that's one of the things that, you know, we were talking about earlier is when you, when somebody from, when you're from the Midwest and people start going on about the weather, it is the exact like recording of a conversation, Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like, Oh my gosh, how do you live there? And it must be so cold. And mm. you know, it actually isn't that bad. <laughs> no, it's, 
you mentioned some of our younger buddies who are having difficulty at these work events. Uh, mm-hmm. I just read a study today that said that 50% of millennials that go on dates have at least one to two drinks before they get to the date. Ooh, bold move, boys. Bold move. I wonder <laughs> I wonder how that goes. And then obviously you typically order a drink right on site. away. Yeah. So, You've had two, maybe three drinks before you've even had a lick of food. I mean, you're putting yourself in a situation where... You're showing up like gas pedaling. Well, we have a close friend of ours who has a little bit of that social anxiety. And we used to hit, let's call him Jake. We used Mm -hmm. to call him Date Jake when he would get really, really drunk because... He what he did that too. He drank away some of his social anxiety, and it would help him ease into the conversations with people. And I don't have a problem with anybody who's using alcohol as a social lubricant. I think mm-hmm. that's been the primary use of it since the age of time. But um, I thought it was an interesting to, statistic to say that you know people are going into you know younger people are drinking more prior to their dates. Prior to the date. Think vodka of, confidence. I think a big contributing factor of that is because the majority of, or I don't know what the percentage is of dates nowadays that occur because of an online interaction. Mm-hmm. Like you're showing up, you're showing, completely. You're so blind, so blind, and you're. It's so like, it's, it's real, gotta be point, more. You're, you're more putting yeah. a whiskey blanket on, really, to protect yourself from the inevitable grenade that could happen in front of you. I mean, uh, it's happened to me. It's happened to a lot of people. Like yep. you can't blame them. These, when you used to go on a date with somebody, perhaps you knew the family, perhaps you had a class together. Well, even think of like college, bar. you run into somebody in class, yeah. boom, that's yeah, great. You have that in common. Like, all right, I know what they look like. They don't look like a psychopath. Well, in a, in a profile, what do you have to work on? That could be 100% fabricated. You get no context about a person from a profile. Yes. Some people are really authentic and it comes through and their thing is exactly what their thing is. But a lot of people, it's not. Mm. I mean, a lot of people. Well, you look at somebody's Instagram account and then you see them in person and you can clearly tell the differences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In in everybody. In everybody. You know, and that's just how social media works. But you're totally right of how do you show up to a fairly. You know, like a, a, you're showing up to a situation where it matters mm-hmm. and you have no background information or really very no... Little ba- very little substance to operate off of. Because, yeah, the substance you're operating off of is it's, 90%. It's speculative. Not, yeah, best. like you don't trust it at whatsoever. You, well, you can't because you've trusted it perhaps for well, one or two you do it in your own times. profile. Well, yeah, you could do that. <laughs> you did it or, on your own. Or you go to that, you go to that date... And this is a classic example of people will tell 10 people their bad experience and one to three yeah. their good experience. Yeah. You go to that date where it's a picture when she was, you know, four years younger and 20 pounds lighter. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're like, shit, what am I getting myself into with every subsequent date? For sure. So there's like that huge sort negativity of negativity bias now. Yeah. There's like that negative anchoring. So then I, I think it's pretty natural for somebody to be like, well, shit, I'll just have a couple drinks in case they suck. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, I know. And I mean, it's-, it's unfortunate, but how do you, how do you protect yourself when you're putting yourself up for that sort of deception all of the time? I mean, that's gotta be, will you be an, an outside extreme, dog? but also that has to be an extreme blow to your confidence. Confidence of like, I mean, you got to be a resilient mf to keep on doing that. 
Well, so if I have you mad props for people who, who yeah, and I, I mean, you and I have talked a lot about in our previous episodes how online dating really wasn't for us. You know, we well, and honestly, it just came on the scene when I was like coming off the market. It was pretty new. I was on the scene in the middle, like kind of the heyday when people were moving from one app to the next one sure, because sure. it was, Tinder the, you know, was hot. You know, Tinder, boom, nope, we're at Bumble now. And yeah, now we're yeah. now we're hopping on OkCupid. Okay, nope, that's weird. We're back on Bumble. Where yeah, are all the girls? Remember, do you remember Let's how find much the girls. we made fun of those eHarmony commercials growing up? Because oh that gosh. was like the original when you'd have to log into a dial-up and then... Like yeah, fill out an eighty questionnaire, eighty question thing, and, and like the, have that old man the psycho with the is going to line like, you up. Oh yeah, our algorithm is going to match you. <laughs> yeah, that one guy. Yeah, yeah, he's like the drug salesman of, of dating of, of, sites. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then all that shit came out about like them having sort of negative incentives to keep you on the platform, so you pay more. I mean, it's just super messed up, for sure. But anyway, I mean, we we so our our I mean the short version is. Go up and talk to somebody at a bar. I That worked for me. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work for everybody. But, I mean, to tie it back to our earlier point about, like, um, you know, just sort of Thinking those about conversations. something to say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, always have those sort of things in the back pocket. And I think this goes back to a conversation we had on a previous episode where you're talking about making it to the ninth hole of your golf, of your nine-hole golf tournament. And... This gentleman didn't know a single thing about you because you asked him so many questions. Asking yeah. questions is always, you know, it always hey, hits it out of the park. In? Whatever, 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 whatever. What, yeah. what, what do you do for fun? Yeah, in a date setting fun? is a pretty good one. Yeah, because then they'll they'll like immediately answer with something comfortable, mm-hmm. and so you can kind of go on that for a while. Well, and one thing that's always really amazed me is the blasphemous comments that you see online as like the opening one-liners on Tinder. Have you seen some of those memes? No, I've, oh. I mean I've been pretty you've been bold away well i I haven't been looking at those memes well like you know the old sort of pickup lines about like uh i don't know roses are red violets are blue whatever sort of a thing where you open it yeah with like like, obviously premeditated cheesy-ish line yeah but or like you must be where are your wings Sort of a thing. Yeah, like, oh, did it hurt when you fell from heaven? Exactly, that yeah. sort of thing. But imagine taking that to an online setting where you're delivering that line close to 200 times, you know, a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all of a sudden, every girl is totally desensitized to all that stuff. So guys have been getting and, and more women, aggressive, way more aggressive. And I've seen some stuff online about, you know, extremely vulgar, vulgar things and. So it's it's just a it's an interesting cultural sort of like progression. Yeah. That well, uh, and it'd be interesting to know with all of the statistics, like what really works. I'm sure there's some formula out there for something of that's like maybe one drink before instead of two. Well, yeah. Maybe if at your you're optimal. A, yeah, if like, you're a man, I would go with one. If you're a woman, I would go with a half a drink. You know. Yeah. It's like the second you get there, I know a lot of women who have two drinks and they're like feeling it. Oh, I know, you know plenty. Then, yeah, so I, I the majority. Yeah, yeah. Actually, because yeah, it's would like say it's a well, uh, uh, yeah. I, that's half bottle sometimes. Yeah, I know. And I know. yeah, so that's that's. I just think it's like the dating scene has changed. We're kind of a little bit out of. We're I mean, we we're out, out of it. it. We're one hundred percent out of it. Yeah, we're out of it. So we don't know like what you know. We've we've experienced the apps and all that stuff. However, when things change, I think you're right. You can see some of the social consequences of 
wanting to have another drink because you're like, what in the heck is going to happen here? Yeah, you know, I have not, I can't think of the last person that I met that has been on a date that did not come from the internet. You're kidding. No. Hmm. I can't, I have asked multiple people that are like recently dating, how did you meet? Every single one of them. It was online. You're kidding. See, no, that's just no. for like. Think, think about it. Though, like dude. for me, online dating takes away most of the good things in me. You know, like a yeah, per- I like I, my personality. I certainly don't come through better online. I think sure. we both are yeah, yeah. We're better. Not as savvy. We're not media. We're not going to write that, you know, quick baity thing. No. But and uh, who knows if that really became a necessity if we didn't absolutely own that game too. You never knew. You never know. <laughs> we well, didn't put the yeah. effort in to, to no, learn it. No, didn't, didn't figure it out. But uh, so uh, there is going to be a time when mm-hmm. you're going to be like, oh, I met them at the grocery store. And they're going to be like, what? You That's effing weird. loser. That's so weird. weird. You didn't meet him online. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, how did you don't, you didn't know anything about him. That's weird. You didn't see a you didn't see a picture before. I was like, well, I saw them in real life. <laughs> you know. didn't know what school they went to? and da, 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 yeah, exactly. da, da, da. You didn't, did you, have, did, you didn't you even didn't know they had a job? You didn't even know any liked friends if you had any mutual contacts? Because trust me, I, I've, I've played that line plenty of times. You know, where did you go to school? You find somebody that, you know, oh, did you know so-and-so? Bam, blah, blah, bam. Blah. The no, that, the, that's a, that's a that Midwest thing. That is the Midwest thing. It's right the like, there. who do you know? Let's, let's talk I know about somebody that was in your town once. Yeah. And did you know Did you them? know did that, you that person passed paths? through your town? <laughs> did you? They stopped and ate uh, at the yeah. Culver's. Yeah. They, they were there for like 35 minutes this one time. Did you happen to cross paths? And if so, like, what did, do you think? Yeah, like what did you what did you think? <laughs> what did you think? Would you go back? Oh, well, it's gosh. funny because you can see it with the different age groups. So yeah. somebody that's, we'll just say, fifty plus. It's so funny to hear their conversations, and then somebody that's let's just say like thirty to fifty, and then the younger generation. It's mm-hmm. generationally different, certainly, and it's just it's really entertaining to just hear the the whole sto- like the 20 minute thing i mean meeting somebody on an airplane who let's just say they're from like a town outside of minneapolis you know let's just a, a southern town there is a there's a 45 minute conversation right there easily easily yeah. i i i've been to the city do you know like oh i know where that is mm-hmm. like the, i know where that is i've been to minneapolis Ooh, so it's like it's just so fascinating and it I think it does connect people yes. in a really good way because I think we're all excited to be from the Midwest. I, we're not I, I like so. looking down upon it. And I think it's a great way to connect with people. And You know, you think of people that there was that joke, the Californians on SNL, and they talked about roads. Yeah, they talked about traffic. And like, that's, that's kind of a similar thing is like, oh, you go yeah. on this road and yeah. like, this is where it is. And like, it's near this and. Like that's the same conversation we have. So I think it's probably based on where you live, it's a little different flavor. Gosh, you know that the the uh, communal scene in California must just be so far eroded with maps, with Google Maps now, like being on the I scene. Know. And you don't ever have to be like asking people about how to get how to, how they got there. Like, yeah, because yeah. wasn't that the big thing? Is like how did you get there? Yeah, well, they, like what route did you like, take? How would you go there? Like, yeah. oh, I have to get there. So how would it, how would you get there? And then they would sort of whip off all of the. But that is definitely like the Minnesota thing is find common ground through mutual people. 
people for sure. And what does that tell you? Because to me, that says like, I'm trying to create connection. I'm, I'm trying to create connection. Mm. Yeah. And it's, it's also, um, it works. It works. It creates, it does create connection. And you know what it doesn't do? It doesn't introduce any status into the equation. Mm-hmm. It's not like you meet somebody from a big city. And the first, the first question is always, what do you do? Oh, 100%. Which, what do you do? Which is fine. It's not a problem. That's just more the environment, which is, you know, like I'm trying to figure out where you are in the social hierarchy. And in the Midwest, I don't feel like that is a bigger, that is as big of a thing. No. I don't think so. Not in my experience. When you even work wise, you know, like the where you from type thing really can lead into a a deeper connection. Yeah. And then the next question is usually what do you do? And I find that question is always to find common ground in terms of, well, could we work together? For sure. Are you on the (laughs) same level as me? Yeah. Who is like, what tier are you under? Yeah. Yeah, like, are you a healthcare person or are you in a total peripheral industry that we would have no reason to ever collaborate or whatever? Well, that's the thing about healthcare people is when you, bam, you say you're in healthcare and somebody else does. Yeah, you can have a rocket conversation. You could talk to that one person for the rest of the night. Yeah. That's the thing that I found is like, let's just say I I met some nurse. Boom. Like, it is immediate connection, really good quality conversation Mm -hmm. about. Probably how screwed up the healthcare system is, how frustrated we are with how things are done, one would and what to, we think it's better. One would have to believe, though, that if you met, if your industry was banking, for example, and you mm-hmm. met another banker who was in a peripherally for sure. related, you know, that mm-hmm. sort of jiving thing, you'd have to hope would happen too. But I think the different thing about people in healthcare is that, um, well, what's not different is the fact that there is a unifying characteristic what is different is what that unifying characteristic is. One time it's usually a desire to help people. Mm -hmm. And two, it's usually a desire to fix how effed up the system is. There's usually some acknowledgement of like, wow, this is really absolutely absurd. Oh, for sure. And it's like frustrating, you know, it's like a, how do we fix this type conversation Mm -hmm. Two, Like there is a goal in mind. I think there's like a fact finding when somebody is like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm so frustrated with this, with this. Do you do something like this? Could How could, like, have you seen it? Like, there is some of that mm-hmm. good natured, you know, a lot of times when, when I say I'm in technology and healthcare, you know, there's a lot of clinicians that go into the kind of, I'm frustrated with how this works, you mm-hmm. know. So it actually is a productive conversation for the both of us because mm-hmm. it's kind of like there is another way. So I think it's a good way to connect. Um Mm-hmm. But it's just another conversation map, you know, another another thing to connect with and then move forward. Well, that's another reason why, um, you know, being a boy from the Midwest is pretty good. Uh, let's hit it up with the uh, biggest week of the year in our family, at least. And for probably the most, prime season. Yeah, I would say it's most, like the Oscars. Pretty much. I mean, this, this is the Oscars. This is uh, this is not the Emmys. This the is Oscars. this is New York Fashion Week. I mean, this is this the is World con. Cup. This is con of the Midwest. Yeah, this this is, you know, I mean, it is like I'm going to buy a new shirt for like that's, that's I'm going to go buy an American flag shirt. There's a, there's a lot of that. I mean, being from being in the on the lakes for the fourth, 
in my opinion, is is the best time of year. It's my favorite. I don't think there could be anything different, better. I I think it's the best. It's uh, the best. Family comes from all over. Big shout out to those who made it distances from our other sister city in Chi Town. That was awesome. And is that like a big sister for us? Uh, yeah, I would call Chi Town a big. Well, probably a big brother. Yeah, Chi Town's probably a big brother. I don't know that. Like a sister city, is that like the same size? No, usually a sister city is like the original city that the people emigrated from. Oh, okay. So it's like this is the Sweden of... Yeah, this is the Minnesotan Sweet. This is the equivalent of our Swedish city. Because I wouldn't say that there is a single sister city in the United States that's in the Midwest that's bigger than us. Like Mm -hmm. you could not call Chicago... You could not call Cleveland, Columbus, Kansas City, Kansas City, Louisville. I don't think you could call one of those cities a sister city. No. Before, I just don't get the vibe in any way. Even when I look at smaller cities in Minnesota, Duluth. Hard to call Duluth a sister. <laughs> I just, you can't. Here's another one. Milwaukee. Oh, Milwaukee is not your sister. Madison. No. Madison might be. It could. It's it's the if the odd if sister. There, if there's a close Green Bay, not a sister. No. Uh, Fargo, North Dakota, not a sister. That's a cousin. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's not even a city in South Rapid City. Like I don't know Iowa. Biz, no, that's uh, or South Dakota. I was thinking, or like. Um, yeah, Iowa, Des Moines. Mm-hmm. Still, I've been in some rough parts of Des Moines. I mean, There's a lot Des of Moines, rough in Des Moines. Des Moines is a beautiful city, but uh, again, it's fun city. Quad Cities, maybe a sister. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Again, not larger. Like they're, you know, yeah, not larger than Minneapolis, but still, I'm still trying to see if you could call like the only sister cities I know out there, Santa Barbara. Yeah, that that to me, also. I don't have sisters, so I don't know. We don't anything. even know what that's like. I don't know anything about it. So all you, all you people out there who may have sisters, who may have Cleveland as a sister, that's awesome too. Go for it. I just have not had that experience. I've never had that experience. We understand brothers, so we yeah. know Chicago's a brother. Yeah. yeah, Chicago would be a brother if you take the L train from, uh, or I mean, or if you fly into. Flying to Midway, yeah. I mean, you're yeah. you're in you're in a headlock from your older brother at that <laughs> point. <laughs> yeah, you just uh, jump. He just jumped. Somebody just jumped off the stairs and jumped on your back. Yeah, which which has been known to be a, a finishing move. I mean, that's a good one. But I don't know any other sister. Yeah, so there there might be a because I'm even thinking about. I don't know. I'm thinking about my girlfriend's sisters. Maybe there is a sister city out there for that. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. They would have to. They would have to figure it out. But anyway, a lot of, in my opinion, I find brother cities in Minis- in the Midwest, perhaps because I only have brothers. So yeah. that's the only thing I know. So yeah, we 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 had a good time on the fourth because we saw so much of the family, tons of family, and it's it's just the crowning achievement of I think the summer, which it's like the peak. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're mm-hmm. crescendoing to the fourth, and now we're yep. decelerating. Yeah, yeah. You are on the 
in my opinion, you are on the downslope of summer after the fourth, and you're just riding it out, basically like thinking, "Oh man, like grabbing I on as hard as you can." To, yeah, August make... is just like I'm gonna August, get sunburnt every day. August is bliss though because it's so nice out. It's it not is humid. I mean, it's lovely. It's just August when it turns lovely. in. I mean, I'm a big fall. I really fall like the is fall. Fun. However, fall brings on some. Some risk, you know, there could be some bad weather, but yeah. I think optimally for, for weather, I love beginning like September if it's not September's like hot nice. September. September is nice. So yeah, but that's I mean, that's what the fourth is. It just is like it's the it's the pinnacle, the pinnacle of the summer. Especially yeah. everybody's on the lake. I everybody's bet you nobody's out. on the road. Yeah, not one person's on the road. Everybody's so on the fun. lake. People and on you've the got water. like boat parades. Yeah, let's uh, let's chat about the the history. What happens? Yeah, so. Um, our parents, our father grew up in a small town in Wisconsin, um, and went to college in Decorah, Iowa, then moved up to the Minneapolis area for additional schooling. And then, uh, it was Madison, then Minneapolis, Yep, Madison, Mm -hmm. then Minneapolis, and then, uh, settled in the outskirts of St. Paul. And so every year, pretty much for our entire life, we've been going back to his hometown during the summers for, you know, we used to stay at the family cabin and they were able to purchase our property and all this cool stuff. So now we have a little bit more of an establishment. Some call it a compound. We'll see. We, I think TBD. We need, we're I think working we need on three it. buildings to be a compound. We're least. working on it. Yeah. More like a die, a die pound right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, anyway, so uh, all of the family from that whole side comes up pretty much sands a couple folks every once in a while. Usually the 25 year olds. Yeah. Usually like yeah. when you're in that, like, I want to be with my friends age. Party. Yeah. That's kind of when you miss or some families. Cause there are some families that are just across the country that make yeah. it hard to be there. So, Oh yeah. Um, when it's the good, I mean, it's good. If you live anywhere in the Midwest, like we got family in Wyoming yeah, and they're like, we really want to come. However, it is the best. Like, there's so much cool stuff going on there. Yeah. Yep. And it makes sense. I mean, it there's makes just. Sense. I mean, the events that people got going on, I think we were talking about that, mm-hmm. is like there's boat parades yep. on the lake. There are real parades. And like small town parades are still a thing. Yeah. I was having a conversation today about it. Yeah. Throwing candy on a four block parade. And four block hour long parade. Hour long. That's pretty damn that's a, good. That's a long time. I mean, to, how many floats to, is that? You think? I don't know, but they must be either moving incredibly slow, or there's quite a few of them. They're getting their time. They're getting. I their, mean, you get yours if you're on a four, four blocks for an hour. You got to make sure that everybody sees you for a, a good amount of time. I suppose. And then they also throw a little bit of the cautionary. I'm a. Uh, you know, I'm saving the world. Don't throw candy. The birds will eat it and choke. Oh, is that I the mean, new? Th- is that well? The- it's been it's been brought up, and yeah. in rural Wisconsin, that I is not the topic problem. of conversation that is brought up. So no. Anyway, on on um, there's the, a band. Yeah, there's the, like town dances. On and July bands. 3rd, they shut down Main Street. People come from all over, watch fireworks, hang out, have some beers, and. Um, they played music, they had a live band and it's just a really good time for people to kind of like be out and be in a community. It's, it is. And it's such a happy time. It's very happy. You think of like what we're celebrating, which is independence, 
America, which yeah. is nobody can argue with you that. You can't argue with that. It's there's like, no religious affiliation. There's no religious there's, affiliation. There's, it's encompassing. And, you know, there's nothing that's really bad about it. I mean, some people have at Nike have been trying to make it bad. Really? Well, yeah, Nike, like, had there was some drama about Colin Kaepernick telling Nike not to not to launch some launch shoe, a shoe, which you know there's tons of blowback around that, but somebody always tries to find a way to kind of like play off of it, oh, yeah. which people is just too bad to, because it's such a positive. It's like time, we're yeah. we're we're the United States. Mm-hmm. We are all one. Let's just have one day where we try to just not bring our own, our own agendas to it, it which. Yeah. That, Which would be asking way too much. That's of asking too in the much. United States it is at this day and age. It is like anyway. right now, people need every moment to, to bring the agenda into like play. every moment. The agenda, like every conversation, it's like, all right, I'm going to use this one for this. So anyway, we're up there, surrounded by family, and one of the our favorite traditions is well, first of all, I um, have stressed this like I enjoy uh, being around younger kids. Mm-hmm. In, in how could you not in the most not in and i hate even saying that because i know people are like oh you know you're creepy and whatever and no like i used to coach youth lacrosse i enjoy the mentorship i enjoy just like teaching who they are and yeah totally it's like teaching and and like discovering what their minds are thinking about is fascinating mm-hmm. like and, what are little you know younger people what are they thinking are about? They thinking focused about? on yeah, what? Yeah. How do they respond? To how things? do they respond? You know that well, I'm I'm always amazed at how quick they are. Yeah, and so it's just a fun time to like kind of get that experience. Well, because I was going to say like I can't, I can't, and I've heard a comedian make a bit about this. Like I can't go to a park and sit there and like one play on the equipment because everybody's going to be like shielding me as a, as like a man from their kids, which I would uh, do the same thing, which I understand. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Like that would be weird, but it is sort of unfortunate that we live in in a society where you are harmed by your availability of information. Going back to sort of the online dating thing, the one, you know, pedophile who lives 20 miles away from you has spoiled your ability to like allow Mm-hmm. You know, your kid, any sort of freedom whatsoever, or like for sure. your ability to show up sober at a date. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> so, so like, obviously, you know, I don't have kids. I don't hang out with young kids. And it's a fun opportunity to connect with a younger generation that mm-hmm. like, you know, is, is just fascinating in a lot of ways. They're obviously our cousins, kids. So we have, um, I guess, I don't know. There were 51 people. Yeah, 51 people have a big party on the night before, and then there is a boat parade on the 4th that starts at noon or 1230. I think they started at 1230 this year. Is that noon? Uh, and uh, then everybody, a lot of, a huge portion of the lake, I mean, there's hundreds of boats, mm-hmm. or maybe a hundred. Well, like hundred. Yeah. Hundred. It's a hundred boats, and they start at one point and drive around the lake and then everybody dresses their boat up and all this stuff and it's really fun and people are trying to chant usa and whatever well and then then the best part happens we throw water balloons at each other yeah for some reason somebody in our mind somebody in our adolescent mind got the idea that it would be really fun to throw water balloons at the boats as they pass by so we proceeded to act on that when we were in middle school i would say yeah. 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. So we would fill up water balloons and then just 
chuck them at boats and for the first couple of years it caused relative pandemonium mm-hmm. i mean people were kind of pissed yeah people were kind of pissed like you know hey don't make this thing into a war but at that as point, little boys that what like their the targets fire. moving across your across your like your noon you got to nail them with a water balloon if they're encroaching they're within range perfect opportunity to shoot your shot shoot yeah shoot your shot if you're a young kid with a water balloon there's a lot that's in range i'll tell you that much. so well and, and we desensitized the entire parade process by continually throwing water balloons and now there's been so many advancements in water balloon technology that it's really easy now to get in the game it you is. used to have perseverance yeah it was we're gonna get up we're gonna get up we're gonna build three hours of, three hours straight. i won't be able to feel my hands mm-hmm because it'd be cold water and we'll mm-hmm. be tying those freaking water balloons. And we'd get a solid, I don't know, three, four hundred maybe. Yeah. And so nowadays you can go to Costco and buy these little balloon filler balloon uppers. fillers things. Takes which, twenty minutes for two hundred. Which is a great advancement. Obviously I'm a big proponent of the tied water balloon because they explode more readily. What we had to do, water. what we had to do, was fill them up and then tie them right before you threw them. Otherwise, they would wouldn't make it. Yeah, because the when you throw them at such things, velocity, like I we know, are, just cannons, absolute yeah. cannons. Yeah. Well, there were some years though when we made close to five, six hundred water balloons, and I'm sure even when we were younger, there was uh, we had a lot of athletes that were older than us, and we'd get these big guys who were, you know going to try and play pitcher in the MLB or, you know, on the all-star six baseball foot teams. five inches and, with a and they were absolute hucking. rocket show. They were, they were, they were hucking them. So it was a big water balloon fight and it's fun with the kids cause they just go nuts. And, uh, it's, it's just like a great, and we still do it and we still do it. Yeah. We're still big proponents or big participants in the water fight, which it's is fun, which is fun. It's like being a kid again. It I is. Mean, it's how like, many times it's an excuse to, to have a water balloon kid. fight. Yeah, I would. It's eighty. It's, it was ninety degree, like eighty degrees, probably. Beautiful day out. And you're throwing water balloons at somebody, and the sun is out. Uh-huh. It's July Fourth. I don't know what a bliss what, is, but we're damn close. It's pretty close. You, were, I was not very concerned about what was going to happen on Monday as I'm ripping water balloons <laughs> from the paddleboard. <laughs> it was not on my mind. No, I it was not. I was in the moment. If was, that's yeah. if that's a meditation, I I it was. You know, you know, it's just something that you don't get a chance to do. And when you only do it once a year, yeah, you just enjoy it. Well, it makes me think that like pretty soon we're just going to have water balloon fight therapy where mm-hmm. we just take people out and we're like, all right, fucking water fight. Well, I, you know, it's <laughs> I like there, there, you just, it's, uh, it is therapeutic because it's extremely therapeutic. You know, it's not like you're throwing a, bo- a ball at somebody because you hit them and they laugh. It's not most malicious. of the time. Yeah. Most of the time. It depends on who it is. You got to pick your targets appropriately. Yeah. Which yeah. sometimes that's more of the fun is the one person that doesn't want to get hit. Yeah. That's like pointing, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just such a fun thing, and it, it brings us back to our teenage and probably more adolescent years, nine-year-old, yeah. yeah. eight-year-old years of what we do for fun. But in, in so uh, yeah, that, I, it's just a great it's a great time to be in the Midwest. The water is crystal clear and beautiful, and people are people are happy. People are nice. It's just pure. It's pure fun in mm-hmm. my mind. It's, it is. It's unclouded with you know all of the 
kind of crap that we put the qualifiers that we put on fun today as you get older and older as mm-hmm. the, like the stakes of having fun get higher and higher and higher or seemingly higher <laughs> for and higher sure and higher you know yeah it's like now we got to go who to could ireland sky- who for could, the bachelor who party. can skydive for their <laughs> yeah. wedding and do their ceremony oh you know in the air yeah totally. and video it and oh, then have yeah. it go viral and then make a business out of it yeah. because you know now skydiving weddings are a big thing. big thing and if you don't do that with you know your your 18 pack of people that are in the wedding you're just not doing it. You're just not it's, having a full life. Yep. You you are not good enough. I mean, that's the message, unfortunately, mm-hmm. which which we don't necessarily want to. I mean, that's just society in general. And it yeah. doesn't it doesn't bring it doesn't bring us down. And those days like that help me realize that, like, all of this other stuff is really kind of meaningless because those are those are the more those are the more fun. Those are the more pure. Those are the more meaningful times. For so, sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's um, all we got for you today, folks. So tune in next week when we'll be back kicking it here in the Rumpus Room.